0: I have more money coming in than I spend. I could be done. However, I'm not, and I keep it to where I'm not financially free. I could pay myself six figures a year out of the cash flow because the properties generate six figures a month. The thing I do though is I reinvest everything, every dime. I don't, I'm not paying myself anymore. I was paying myself a thousand dollars a month and then I stopped doing that.
1: Welcome to Money Vision You. In this podcast, we are passionate about teaching the financial class you should have had in high school so you can learn how to fast track your financial freedom. If you want to learn how to make, manage, and multiply your money and see opportunities the way the wealthy do, then you came to the right place. I'm your host, Stuart Berryhill. Money Vision You, class in session. Welcome to another episode of Money Vision U. Today, we have a really neat guest on with us. We have Cody Davis on the podcast, which just a quick bio on Cody, 22 years old and financially free through real estate. He's got 89 units currently in his portfolio with 16 under contract. So with that being said, Cody, welcome to the podcast.
0: Stuart, thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, man, it's going to be an awesome episode. I'm excited to hear all sorts of things. There's going to be plenty of questions we're going to have for you. But just to start, give us an intro on who you are and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah, so I'm 22-year-old Cody Davis based out of Washington State, born and raised in Tacoma, which is just south of Seattle, and got into the real estate space at 19 without any family, friends, connections, or money, got licensed as a real estate agent as a college dropout. Someone on Facebook sent me a text message, never met the the guy before, but he sent me some text message and said, you should drop out of college and come check out this uh, real estate brokerage I've got because you can make more money here than you can at other jobs. And so what I did was I did what any rational 19 year old to do and I dropped out of college for some guy and uh got my license
1: okay so how did this connection what made you trust this guy to tell you to drop out of college and come work for their brokerage
0: I just decided to make the shift you know it was uh maybe not the most logical or rational thing to do however I did want to buy a duplex at age 21, and I saw this as a path to do that.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you basically figured out that if I want to buy a duplex, I should be around people also buying real estate. And so that's what kind of made you hungry to be around this guy. And uh, I guess, so college just wasn't for you, which is a big thing we talk about at Money Vision U, college does not have to be the natural next step after (laughs) high school. There's so many other options. And I love that you didn't even go through the full four years or whatever you want to call it. You were like, that ain't for me. This is for me. We're going to move forward with this. And then one thing led to another. And I guess so how did so you started working with this guy at 19 years old. You got your license, you said. And then kind of what happened after that? When did you officially I mean, how much how new was real estate to you? Because you said you didn't have money. You didn't have real estate in your background. So how did real estate really draw you in like this guy was able to do? And, uh, and, and then what was the timeline to your first deal?
0: I had a teacher in high school who he was a lawyer and they had said, look, I've made a lot of money as a lawyer. However, I made a lot more money in real estate. Hmm. And that, that really sparked the interest to get a duplex by 21 which is why I was looking to get multiple jobs in, in college, and then I ended up making the shift to be an agent. Um, but not having any money or family experience made it very difficult. I just kept that in mind from what I had heard in my senior year of high school. It's like, okay, I just gotta gotta figure this thing out. But the the big shift that happened when it became real for me, instead of trying to buy a duplex at 21 and you know being financially free at 21, the the shift. Was there was a broker in the office who had 22 units under contract for a client. It was seller financed. It was a million. I want to say a million four, a million four fifty purchase. 22 units in Washington State, Central Washington, and there was no need for a bank. I learned about this thing called s- seller financing, mm. and at the time didn't know a whole lot about it. But the buyer backed out. Turns out they didn't have any money. Well, the the guy who got me to get my license he's the owner of the brokerage and he wanted to get the deal closed because it was a huge commission for the firm it was like five percent on that i think they made it would have been over 70 grand it's like "Hmm, that's you know that's a reasonable amount of money Uh it was a lot like that's you know that's a lot i was 19 i was like shoot brokerage can make a lot of money well he said what if you just borrowed the down payment we Hmm. could just find an investor who would lend it to you and i was like i can do that He's like, yeah, well, what would it cost me to do that? He's like, well, it won't cost you anything because you'll just borrow the whole down payment. He's like, well, what does it look like? And I learned how to analyze the deal. I would have cash flowed five grand a month. I was like, oh, that's a pretty good deal yeah. for zero down. Well, my story didn't start with 22 units. It started with 12 because I needed a one-week extension to get that loan and close the deal. And I didn't get it. <laughs> the seller said no. Uh,
1: so you.
0: Didn't get that deal. Didn't get the 5,000 month flow. had to resort to looking on the market and looking into seller financing. And I found a 12 plex that was listed with seller financing on the market. had been on the market for a year and a half. I wrote an offer. I, I'd asked the broker, of course, if I could do something similar on that deal. And he said, yes, we'll do, we'll figure it out. I'll put you in front of investors. You can pitch them. I botched those meetings, <laughs> but uh, I got to make the pitch and we got it funded. And then I bought that deal. 12 units, seller finance, zero money down. And that was the start to the career.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you figured out, a lot of people don't figure out how to do money or how to do real estate with no money until like it's a few deals down the road or something like that. But you just had these connections and that's why like the network that you're in is so powerful because I don't know if these deals come. For, I mean, you're probably hungry, hungry enough to figure it out but who knows how much longer it takes without that network. So that's a really cool connection there. And I just love how you just went for it. Like college isn't for me getting this brokerage. One thing led to another, and then you were able to close on these real estate deals and shoot, that was only like two, three years ago. And now look at where you're at. That's crazy.
0: And every connection that I built, I didn't have three years ago. Everything has been recent. I didn't have any help from family or friends. Um, friends of friends. I mean, I got somewhat interested after I'd learned from that um, lawyer teacher. I asked around, and a friend's friend of my my dad's contractor. You know, super like strung along
1: uh-huh. um,
0: to get there, but they they were doing work on houses, and so I ended up helping them. You know, I was painting, and I apparently I was blowing through paint. I was using way too much, but <laughs> I, I basically learned you know, the beginning from him and he was flipping and um and not a huge flipper not a big fan of that, but it's crazy how those little ties can just get you into something where you've got no experience or no real connections for the space. It's all possible to do in just a few years.
1: Yeah. Well, I, i found that people have something that sparks their financial freedom journey and yours was back as a high schooler with a teacher who was a lawyer, which that's interesting in and of itself he I guess he just had a passion to teach young people just curious so have you like talked with that guy since now you're financially free and told him like hey that kind of sparked my
0: journey yeah and uh, I've kept in touch with everybody that helped me get started I, I don't forget the people that helped me get to where I'm at I called the attorney up and ended up meeting up with him. He's like, Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Cause he doesn't yeah. usually expect people to go do the apartment space. He expects people to start with a house or a duplex. And right. I was like, Hey, I'm, and, you know, I was 21. I got 30 apartments. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't reached out since um, due to all the COVID stuff, but I need to go meet up again just say, Hey.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So now, so I got a few questions here because I want to know what you're doing with your financial freedom now. I know you're probably trying to scale and keep growing, but take, take us through a little bit. Cause you know, audiences 16 to 24 years old, maybe, or, you know, what like seller financing, what does that even mean? Um, how do the numbers, you know, look, and, and this deal was on the market. This first one, I think you said for like a year and a half. So yeah. my thought is like, did you like put in a really low offer? Just kind of show us the numbers a little bit. You, not, you don't have to go too much into the weeds, but give us an idea of the numbers and how it works with seller financing, what that really means um, to our audience. Yes.
0: Yeah, so they, uh, they listed it at $1,125,000. We'll round down to a million one 000, 000 for simplicity's sake. I gave them $1,125,000. I gave them their list price. Price is the least important piece of any deal. The story behind the deal, the story behind the owners, and the story behind the buyers, that's the most powerful piece because the story is always worth more than the real estate. Hmm. First 12plex I bought, it was 10% down, borrowed $125,000 of hard money that paid the $112,500 down payment, paid for some closing costs, and put a tiny little bit of money in the reserve account. And I had to pay that back over a couple of years. It was a one-year note and that didn't go well. So I had to extend it for a year and that cost some money. Not everything goes as planned. Most things don't. But if I'd focused on price, I wouldn't have got the deal. And in real estate, momentum is worth more than Mm. saving a couple thousand bucks. You know, if a hundred grand blows up your deal, you're probably looking at two small deals and you're looking at the houses in the Midwest. it may not have enough upside to warrant the risk of owning it. And so, you know, I paid list price for that. I bought a 38-plex seller finance, cost zero money to close it. I've put, you know, a lot of money into renovations relative to, you know, growing up with, I had three grand when I started, I put 50,000 of personal capital into the reno. So that was a lot of money for me. And I got that money from a flip that I did, Uh, but I bought it zero money down it was listed on the market for 13 years,
1: 13 years.
0: It. it was on the market when I was eight years old.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Now they never even heard, for,
1: I've never even heard of something like that. That's wild. It's like, eventually you just was, give up. You it on the market.
0: <laughs> it was absurd. And when it was on, I mean, it was on and off and on and off and on and off and on and off yeah. because they couldn't sell it. And it had been pending so many times. It listed it for 2 million bucks when I was eight years old. And I bought it for 2 million bucks when I was 21.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Price was not the deciding factor that mm-hmm. deal and made a bunch of money doing that deal seven figures of upside was on that and there's another seven figures once I get it fixed. I'm pushing a lot of money and energy and time into getting the rents up to improve in the area there was a lot of tenants when I bought it that didn't have stoves didn't have working refrigerators I mean mm-hmm. it was grossly mismanaged
1: yeah
0: however I was able to go in and fix that I had to shove a little bit of money and a lot of time into fixing that. And, you know, it's rewarded me a lot. So I ended up buying that with my business partner, Christian, but price is not the most important piece. The story that builds the connection between the buyer, the seller and the real estate is more powerful than the real estate itself could ever be.
1: Yeah. Is yeah. Bringing that connection basically is what uh, some of these people were, um, offering seller financing but seller financing can bring so much benefit to you as a buyer because i guess I, I would i've never done a seller finance deal but i would imagine you don't have to qualify for the loan like you would with a bank yeah. uh, and then on top of that obviously especially if someone's had a deal for 13 years you know they got a lot of it uh, a lot of equity if not own it outright in the deal and so for listeners just seller financing means, Cody doesn't have to go to a bank. This, the seller is basically carrying the loan and Cody's paying the seller as the lender. That's kind of the monthly payments. Am I describing that right? Would that be, or you may have a better way of kind of describing that.
0: Yeah. So that is, that is it. There's a thing called the due on sale clause, which says, you know, if someone has a loan that if they sell it, they have to pay it off. Unless it's assumed by the buyer, meaning that the buyer inherits the loan and pays the seller the rest. Well, seller financing, they're basically what you can do if they have no debt, there's no due on sale. There's no loan to pay off, meaning that they don't need all the money up front. And that makes everything negotiable based Mm -hmm. off of a story that you can use to connect with others. And so you could do a down payment and all these numbers are made up. You could do 10% interest, 2% down. 0% down, 0% interest, everything is made up. And it's built off of the relationship that you can build with other people. But you negotiate what your down payment is, the seller acts as your lender, and you pay them off over time. It could be amortized, it could be interest only. You could pay down the debt, you don't have to pay down the debt. You could do six months no payments, you could do 100 months no payments. Everything is negotiated
1: so, yeah, basically, and you figure out what's a win-win for both parties and uh, it really does benefit. Obviously, you form that connection and I love what you're talking about how, you know, it's more than the purchase price. You know, there's a story with the deal and the story with the buyer-seller relationship um, that can be had and you don't have to go through a broker. I guess it does help in your case because you're licensed and things like that. But there are ways kind of around that um, that can help you get terms to where you can close on. 89 plus potentially 16 more at the age of 22. And so that's really neat, that um, creative thinking that you just don't hear often about because what most young people, they get scared of real estate because they think, oh, I got to put 20% down, even if it's like a $100,000 house, $20,000 is a lot of money. And so I I love the creativity that you kind of uh, figured out with your deals and what you were able to negotiate there. Um, And so I guess is your strategy basically to find sellers that have a lot of um, equity in the deal or maybe own deals outright? How do you kind of figure that out? But is that mainly your kind of strategy?
0: Not quite. I, Um, I don't call people to buy real estate. I call people to learn how they got to where they're at. Okay. I found a lot of people feel the same way However, when you're looking for something, you tend not to find it. And myself, when I stopped looking for things, whether it was friends, relationships, deals, when I stopped looking for it, it just popped up. And so my real estate strategy is not to go out and look for a bunch of deals. I don't do that. I don't call anybody other than the 13 unit and the 12 or the 38 unit in the 12th. Like I called the bunch sure. of this. but everything else has come organically because I'm calling up people that own the real estate I want to own and I learn how they got to where they're at. Okay. And now people call me because I build everything off of the story because I put a lot more emphasis on it. The story behind things is just, it's so powerful and most people don't understand that until they get into it. But I don't call and say, Hey, I saw you on a 12 plex, let to buy it. You know, what do you want for it? It's, I saw you on a 12 plex. I'm not quite sure how you built the portfolio you did, but this thing is cool. Could I buy you coffee and learn how you got to where you're at? Because I yeah. can replicate their story in any market. I just have to learn it. A byproduct of that is I get deals. That's really neat.
1: And definitely a strategy that I uh, would say that I've never heard of. And so because most people uh, want to close on real estate, some people it's cold call, cold call, you know, do a lot of, uh, prospecting. And I've actually always, I I talk about it with kind of my inner circle, but uh, because I sell insurance on the side, but I don't prospect for insurance. I network. And that's essentially what you're doing for real estate deals. And I just think networking is so much greater than prospecting. And you are clearly proving that because it's always easier to sell stuff to friends, right? Like if you are a new realtor, who are you going to call and see if they have a house for sale, like your friends, your buddies, right? And so basically what you've done is you've increased your network. And not only did you increase your network and that helped you buy stuff, but it is people that have tons of wisdom, tons of experience, have been through market crashes, things like that. And I'm sure they have a lot of great stories that you in turn have been able to benefit from. But that I love how that wasn't necessarily the goal. Like it was a genuine, I just want to learn. Like I'm young. I want to learn. You know more than me. Teach me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and a lot of these people, the people being the owners, they don't have folks coming up to them just saying, "Hi, how did you do this?" Their kids aren't doing it because most kids love their parents, but they don't always ask the stories behind. You know, how do you get all this real estate? Oh, you're just you're just rich, right? I mean, that you can see when people have money, you just you kind of see it, um, and you can recognize when. You don't like, I, I recognize that when I was a kid and, um, but it's vice versa. When people see that their family has money and they don't actually ask how they got to where they're at, they don't ask the steps. And so there's a whole bunch of people that are a different age demographic than myself. And I'm like, well, they, they're not getting asked to help. And so I'm just going to ask for, you know, little informational bits. And then I'm going to go apply it because I'm going to be the first person to ever do it with them. Like that no one's doing it. And so it's, you think about a red ocean, blue ocean, red oceans, full of sharks swimming around, super hyper competitive, a blue ocean. Maybe there's a goldfish every other mile, you know, Uh that's, that's kind of where I'm at today and it's going to get more competitive over time. And there will be more owners, you know, getting these phone calls and they don't want to grab coffee seven times a day. Right. However, for the time being, nobody's doing it, and that gives me and Christian and um, people that are doing this a competitive advantage because it is the most genuine form of relationship building.
1: Yeah, you're you're not coming at them looking to get something. Basically, you're coming to build a relationship, and I think um, for a lot of the Money Vision U audience, like this is such a cool, good strategy to take on of, because people especially want to, you know, they like talking to younger people and teaching younger people, especially because, you know, there's a hunger, there's a, uh, I guess, a just a desire to learn. And I think, I think my personal take is a lot of people that own real estate and have had a lot of money in real estate. I think they like educating people. I think they love talking about their deals, talking about what's happened, uh, you know, Things that they've overcome or stories they've had. I, I see a lot of fi- people that have become really financially literate or really wealthy. I see a lot of those people really like to, you know, give back and teach people because a lot of these people, too, end up being ordinary dudes, you know, like yourself, like myself, didn't come from a huge amount of income or family didn't own a huge amount of real estate. We just started learning, started getting hungry and they kind of want to pass that down. And I, I just think that's really cl- cool that you're focused on giving uh, rather than getting at the first phone call. And then you, in a sense, you got more uh, potential sellers from that.
0: And the reason you have to give so much and not just take is because while you're, you're giving attention, they're giving you time. And that's something nobody can get back. And you have to put a lot of respect on that. Someone's willing to meet with you for coffee and share how they got to where they're at. They're condensing 30, 40 years of their life Hmm. into a one to two hour meeting. That's that's a lot because they can't get their time back. They're willing to share it with you so that you don't have to spend all the time that they did. And so while, yes, I am giving, right? They're giving the most valuable thing they could ever give. And that's, that's something to keep in mind, especially being younger, your target audience is 16, 24 years old. They have to remember if they want to play this game, that yes, they're going to be giving this person attention. And yes, they're going to apply the things they learn, they are taking the most valuable thing that those people have, which is time. And so you put respect on that and you go apply the things that those people share you can go a long ways without any money or experience or connections.
1: Yeah. So true. Yeah. You are dropping a lot of dimes and a lot of wisdom uh, for listeners for sure, because you are getting rid of all of the excuses that anyone could possibly have. (laughs) I don't have money. Doesn't matter. I don't have um, experience. Doesn't matter. Cody's showing ways to get into the game, even if it's not real estate, maybe it's business of, I don't know what you want to do, open a restaurant,
0: whatever it is. You can it's- seller finance businesses too. And this isn't yeah. real estate exclusive.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so I, I just think it's really cool. Um, so dropping some knowledge there, that's really cool. Your strategy on kind of how you're going about uh, Just out of curiosity, have you used a bank yet? or uh, And you may have mentioned this, but I can't remember. But have you used a bank yet? Or is it all seller financing from your deal so far?
0: Never used a bank, every wow. single deal. Through 89 units and doing another 10 right now, seller financed. The sixplex will be hard money. <laughs> That'll be my first not seller financed apartment complex. Okay. However, uh, every other deal has been seller financed. Okay. You don't need a bank. You don't need a credit score. You don't need cash down. You got to have a story. You got to have confidence. And if you don't have confidence, it's something you work on. The, mm-hmm. the biggest problem I see people have is they're worried because they don't have a track record. I'm like, well, you don't have a track record in real estate, but you have a track record on real estate. You're 16 years old. You've been on the biggest piece of real estate you'll probably ever be on. Hmm. You know, for 16 years, you've been around the block a couple of times. Yeah. yeah, you don't own anything, but you have a track record, which is your story. You just best learn how to present it.
1: And even if you don't have a huge amount of experience, like you're saying, like your goal, partly from these calls with, people who own real estate is to kind of get experience, learn the lingo and things like, and that's why I have Money Vision U. It's to, you know, I take people inside numbers on deals we've had just to be able to talk the lingo, so to speak, because there's a little bit of a language barrier almost of real estate versus English. I don't know how to describe it, but you got to learn that language. Uh, And so that, that can help. But yeah, your, your goal, even if you have low experience, you can be, hey, you know a lot more than me, teach me and, and have kind of that heart about it, which is really cool. Um, so that's awesome. And all these properties are in uh, your backyard in Washington?
0: They're all in Washington state. And if it's in my backyard, it's a big yard. It's about 200 <laughs> miles away. I've got one seven which is 10 minutes from where I live, just south of Seattle. However, everything else is over in central Washington. Moses Lake, Quincy, these smaller towns that I can actually make an impact on.
1: Yeah, okay. And I know you've mentioned you do a lot of work. So are you doing uh, the property management? Are you doing some of the, even like different contracting jobs of turning units or how much of that do you have a team built that you kind of hire those things out?
0: I do now, but in the beginning I did it all myself.
1: Okay.
0: It's hard when you don't have any money because you (laughs) go on my social medias. you'll see when I was posting, I was cleaning out these um, 30 refrigerators and people left food in it. And then when the power flipped off, you know, stuff started molding and I was cleaning all this stuff out myself. Mm -hmm. Not fun, but when you don't have money, it's hard. You got to make a decision. Do I want to have real estate? And lose my time, or do I not want to have real estate and have my time? Like, I'd rather have the real estate because eventually it'll give me back my time. In the beginning, you got to do everything yourself if you're starting without cash, but you build up your portfolio. Again, what I mentioned earlier, momentum matters. The first 12 gave me the confidence to buy the second, and then I bought a six, and then I bought the 38. Today, with 89 rentals and working on another 16, I close up the other 16, I'll be at 105. There's enough cash flow to where. I can hire everything out, but it's not like that. In the beginning, this doesn't get rich quick. Uh, and mm-hmm. quick is relative to the amount of time you're spending on stuff. Some people say, well, three years is pretty quick to get that rich, but you know, most people aren't spending as much time in those three years as I did. Yeah, Because it, you know, yes, year wise went very quick, but People didn't see the twelve to eighteen hour days, almost seven days a week. I never know what day it is. I thought yesterday was Monday, <laughs> and I thought I was supposed to be going to Central Washington tomorrow. And I called up the guy I'm going with, and he's like, "Wait, I thought we were going Wednesday." I was like, "Tomorrow is Wednesday. No, it's not." Like, oh my goodness! And, you know, I'm so far off, but that's a byproduct of doing this. You're just spending a lot of time. It's a big sacrifice period. However. I mean, your target audience is 16 to 24. That's the perfect time to do it. And even if they were in their 30s or 40s, that's the perfect time because they didn't do it in their teens or 20s. Mm -hmm. Perfect time was yesterday, but it's hard to go back in time. So for the time being, you might as well start now.
1: Next best time is today, I guess. I'm sure that's a Chinese proverb or something like that. But no, And I think it's important for people to realize, oh, I don't have money to do this. Well, there's two currencies. There's money, but there's also time. And you can invest either one. The cost is different, but your investment in time, basically hard work, cleaning out moldy fridges. Um, I think, I, I can't remember who said it. I want to say it was Michael B. Jordan, but I don't think he had this. I think he got this quote from someone, but six months of hard work can put you five years ahead. And it seems like you dedicated like now 36 months of hard work. And now you're like, 15 years ahead or whatever the math is there. Uh, and so I think uh, that's a really cool perspective of, yeah, I did everything myself early on. I gained the experience one, but that investment in time has uh, paid off by getting me back, multiplying my time in the feet because now I'm financially free and I'm 21 years old, 22 years, two years old.
0: Yeah. And it's build year. I mean, I've, I've been saying this for a while. It's been a very, very long build year. It's more than 12 months in this year. But, you know, you got to put in some upfront effort and yes, financially free. I have more money coming in than I spend. I could be done. However, I'm not and I keep it to where I'm not financially free. I could pay myself six figures a year out of the cash flow because the properties generate six figures a month. The thing I do, though, is I reinvest everything. Mm -hmm. Every dime. I don't, I'm not paying myself anymore. I was paying myself a thousand dollars a month and then I stopped doing that. So my bank account was going down slowly and now it's going down a little less slowly. The reason I do that is because it forces me to go earn money through work. And so every once in a while I'll go broker a real estate deal. While I could go buy every piece of real estate I find, someone told me you can't do that. I disagree. (laughs) You can. But at the same time, as a real estate agent, I can help someone else go get into a phenomenal deal. I can make a little bit of money and then my bank account goes down every month. Their bank account goes up every month because they're going to pay themselves out of the cash flow. But it allows me to reinvest every single dime shy of taxes. (laughs) Can't skimp on those, I guess. (laughs) Reinvest every single dime back into the real estate. So that one day i wake up and i can help a whole lot more people than just myself because i want to retire my mom this year i'm doing that and then i've got other family i want to take care of want to take care of my sister um, and uncles i didn't come from money but my future family is never gonna have to worry about money so mm-hmm. i'm reinvesting everything today instead of being selfish at 22 there's no reason to retire at 22. keep reinvesting keep digging in and couple years you know i can do whatever i want yeah and i recommend people especially in the demographic you're targeting with this podcast do the same because there's folks out there that made it rich with bitcoin or with dogecoin they did it once and it's like okay you got two three million dollars in a bank account as soon as you blow that it's gone you need to build systems that will pay you forever
1: yeah 100 percent agree i i I'm into some crypto, and I love crypto. But I I think a lot of people, especially young people, get into they like trying to find the quick sorry get rich quick scheme. That's hard to say, Um, and so but that never turns out. I mean, you've seen stats on lottery winners losing it all. Until you gain financial literacy, you won't know how to multiply it and just grow your passive income portfolio. But I just love your perspective on everything, on. just the giving side of things how you're focused on relationships more than money and I don't like like I I, I say the word retire but for me like I don't think I'll ever retire like I want to be financially free so I can have complete control of my time but I'll always be working in some way or another whether it's coaching basketball in my late 70s or whatever it is or helping people get financially liter- literate you know there there will always be work to do, and I think you're the same way. But I love I love your vision for your family that you have of wanting to help your mom retire, take care of them. What are some? So you're you are financially free now. So what are some other goals that you? I mean, you can, your goals can be as big as you want. You're 22 and already financially free. And now you're just trying to multiply the mess out of it. So give us some of your uh, your ideas. Give us a glimpse into uh, your your big vision and your future that you got planned.
0: Well, again, you know, financially free, but I'm the brokest millionaire in every room. You know, yes, millions in equity. However, everything is structured in a way to where I never have any money. And I I put certain deals that have a lot of equity and strategic partnerships so that if something ever went wrong, you know, everything's locked up and safe. I never pay myself anything. I keep everything in the real estate and I keep leverage on the real estate so that, you know, I'm, I'm still gonna have payments, but it allows me to keep reinvesting and expanding into new assets. Um, I don't pay myself a dime. So I have to keep playing this game. But mm-hmm. as far as the goal, I, I called my shot uh, This this kind of a fun game. Christian, and I play my business partner. We call our shot and then we go hit it. So I had a speaking engagement in Dallas and I said, I'm, I'm going to buy a 10plex, seller financed. And then we just got that signed around today. And um, I'm going to buy that without any money down out of pocket. Um, we like calling our shot and then hitting it. The biggest shot we called, we put on our YouTube channel a little while ago. And uh, we're going to go get to $10 billion in equity by the time I'm 40 years old. 18 years to get from you know a and couple million. That was, B, to- that
1: was 10 billion with a B,
0: right? With be, and it, it'd be five each, but okay. you know, 18 years to turn a couple mil into a few bill. And I'm like, Oh, geez, it's going to be hard. But at the same time, I was thinking the same thing when I had $3,000, it's like 3000 to a million is going to be very hard. And I did that in two years. Then there's a saying I learned from one of my original mentors and it seems to be true about a lot of people. And when younger folks can get over it, they seem to go farther, faster, but most people get weird about money. Don't be one of those people. And he told me that and I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was weird about money for a long time. I was thinking, okay, that's a lot of zeros. I'm like, well, Zeroes before one. So it should be pretty easy to get to <laughs> a lot of people get weird about money. And my, my thought was, okay, if I can go from 3000 to over a million in two years, I have 18 years to go from a couple mil. mill. So if you bill, like we should be able to do that. Um, It's just going to be difficult, but calling the shot. So that's the next goal. And the idea behind that is there's a lot of people who grew up in split households. I grew up in a split household. Uh, Parents divorced when I was young. So I've seen well. Granted, they split when I was young. There were a lot of people out there who had split households that, or even together households that grew up worse than I did. And so I want to be a resource for those people. And if I have a couple billion dollars in real estate owned in cash, I can sell or finance to those people. I can give them an opportunity, even if it's only a duplex, I can give awesome. them an opportunity that no one else is going to give them. Something I learned from Cardone, Grant Cardone, was that yeah. $10 billion, $100 million, you know, regardless of the number, somebody is going to obtain that mass amount of wealth. What they do with it is out of your control unless you become that person. So we called our shot. We're going to go hit that. And then we're going to manage it the way we see fit, which for me is helping people that grew up in worse situations in split households go accomplish their goals and give them the opportunity that no one else is going to.
1: I love that. That is so cool. The uh, use kind of what got you to where you are in the future. And I know we're looking 20 years down the road, but help I think that is so cool. It's like teaching a man to fish rather than giving a man a fish is the way you're going to help people too, by doing seller financing. Hey, go learn to operate a deal. Um, We'll find good terms that are win-win, but you don't have to have a lot of money to get in the game. I'll help you, but go figure out how to operate. Man, I think that's so cool. Uh, I love that just 20-year vision uh, that that you and your partner got. It seems like y'all definitely help each other out it's definitely helpful to have a partner like that that's on the same page as you and um a big time go-getter and go-giver uh, like you guys are uh, and i guess it seems like dropping out of college paid off for you
0: <laughs> could have been better the other way i don't know but can't change it either way so i i made a decision and i committed to it
1: yeah well i don't know how many uh college jobs, whatever letters you have in front of your name, I don't know how many can pay you, get you $5 billion in equity, uh, you know, without having to work a certain amount of hours. So I think it's super cool of the strategy that you took. And it's just another example of college doesn't have to be pushed on people. College, there are certain professions that are, you got to go to college for, you got to go to college, if you want to be a doctor, and that's focused on helping people, lawyer, whatever it is, but it is not you know, cause college debt is killing a lot of people. And, uh, I just think it's so important to get educated. That's why I really challenge 16, 17, 18 year olds in high school, learn the different options that are out there. Maybe it's a trade school. you like working with your hands. You like doing that stuff. You can grow business, whatever you want to do that way, or you can find a mentor. You can yeah. get into something you want to do like Cody's doing and look where he's at now. So big time.
0: And still, again, I'm the the, you know, the brokest millionaire in the room always, like I they don't have any money, but one last piece of, of information I'll share with folks. I, I heard this growing up and it was right. It was, I don't know if you ever heard the saying, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. You know, I, I grew up <laughs> I hearing that, that all <laughs> the time. I heard that from my mom and, uh, something that correlates with that perception is more important than intention. You know, you can be intentional about something, but if it's perceived the wrong way, then mm-hmm. You know, it it may not do you too well. However, while I grew up hearing that, intentionality and good business ethics go a lot further. And so especially as, you know, younger teen, early 20s, 30s, if you have good business ethics and your intentions are good, you go a lot farther than the person who's just focused on how they're perceived Mm. because yes, perception is important. It matters. But your intention and the fact that you have good business ethics and maintain those ethics when times get hard will determine how far and how fast you can go in relationship to your goals.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Integrity, business ethics, like you said, it definitely pays off if you do things the right way. It may be more of the long route, but it It's the better route um, and it pays better in long-term dividends. So, man, this has been an incredible episode. Um, Just hearing how you do things, hearing your wisdom, hearing your strategy, hearing your game plan and goals and vision. I think it has added a ton of value for Money Vision U students for sure. So, man, just to kind of end here, how can people follow you or reach out or see kind of what you guys are doing, your YouTube channel, things like that?
0: Yeah. My Instagram is Cody D 2020. And if they Google Cody Davis, real estate on YouTube, they should be able to find that.
1: All right. Awesome, man. Well, I will put that in the show notes for sure. And uh, yeah, you guys follow Cody. He's going somewhere, he's doing big things. uh, And so he's definitely going to be a guy to follow and we'll have to have, have you back on in the future. But yeah, Cody, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. You bet thank you for listening to this episode of money vision U. if this is something that added value to you then please subscribe leave a review and share we are passionate about teaching financial literacy so you can learn to take control of your financial future if you want to learn more then follow us on social media platforms at money vision you. we look forward to catching you in the next class